Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Eliza Sherman, who is a web pioneer who helped pave the way for women on the Internet in the early 90s with the organization she founded, Web Girls International, and the company she started, Cyber Girl Inc., that helped, brand, helped brands connect with women online. She also founded one of the earliest social media agencies, Conversify, and an early mobile marketing and apps company, Media Egg. Eliza currently consults for companies and organizations on digital marketing strategy and day-to-day social media management. She's the author of 11 books, including Social Media Engagement for Dummies and The Happy, Healthy Nonprofit. Welcome, Elisa. Well, thanks for having me here. So, wow, so much has changed. I mean, you've been at this since the beginning, and particularly getting women involved and on the Internet and the web. What would you say, there's so many things that the technology has impacted, but let's start with what has not changed. Well, you're right about being online. Well, since the dark ages of the Internet, the late 80s is when I first went online. Wow. (laughs) Believe it or not. Yeah, so I've seen literally several decades of transformation with the technology, as you say, changing all the time. But what I try to tell my clients and what I try to live by and work by when it comes to social media marketing is look at what hasn't changed, what has stayed the same. And here are a few of those. So the basic principles of marketing, you know, we're trying to change and influence people's minds. That's really what marketing is all about. It's the yep. influencing of other people. That has not changed. The need for good products and good services that you put to market still has not changed. (laughs) So people think that social media is going to be this silver bullet that will make your terrible product suddenly all shiny. And that's not true. The need to do business in an ethical and honest manner has not changed. In fact, social media has made the, the need for transparency so much greater that if you're doing something badly, if you're doing something wrong, you're going to be called out for it and possibly in a very big way. Also, the importance of connecting with your prospects, connecting with your customers, that has not changed. In fact, it's been amplified, and it's way beyond just your small circle of customers. You're now reaching around the world, or you have the potential to do so. So it puts things on a much larger scale. And then finally, the importance of building relationships absolutely has not changed. We all know in marketing or in sales, or in simply running a business, that you must develop relationships with your customers or those prospects that you're hoping to turn into your customers. It's not about broadcasting to them just because you have the tools now to do it. It really is about using the tools in social media to form and cultivate those relationships. So truly, if you look at it, the foundation of social media marketing is the same as all marketing, all good marketing. Those are the things that really haven't changed. 
You know, I love to hear you say that because I said some similar things in my book, Marketing Above the Noise, which is that marketing to a certain extent hasn't changed in thousands of years. If you think about when <laughs> people used to come together to barter things, they had the same issues. They needed to have good, good product and service. They needed to connect with their prospects. They needed to build relationships. They needed to price things correctly, et cetera. So I'm glad to hear you say that because I hear so much about, oh, everything's different. We have to throw all the rules out. But what I'm hearing you say is we need to start with the rules and we need to apply them differently. So given that, what should marketers really be aware of and beware of when using social networks today? Well, beware is really a good place to start. Beware of falling into the technology trap where you become so married to the technology you're using that you're unaware of several things. You're unaware of other technology that may be replacing it, or you're unaware of the features in that technology that have changed. So rapid change happens around us constantly when it comes to social media marketing. And Facebook pretty much leads the way in driving marketers crazy with their constant changes. And I think you need to be aware of being so excited about that new feature that somebody like Facebook may then just take away because they've decided it hasn't worked out for them or that your customers aren't ready for. Right. And we've seen this. Haven't we seen where Facebook will put something out there and they're sort of like beta testing it. And people go, wow, that's cool, and then, no, nah, no, nah, that goes away. Or it changes, it, yes. or customers say, you know, we're not interested in that, and that we're, not, we're not going to turn into the, we're not turning Facebook into Twitter, or we're not turning Facebook into eBay or, or, or PayPal or whatever. So, um, so some of those things are just kind of Facebook's way of, of kind of trying things to see what sticks. Right, they're experimenting. They're yeah. experimenting, and that is not a bad thing, but it's often – at the detriment to our plans. So you have to be nimble. That's one of the things that you need an awareness of is the importance of being flexible, of being aware of what's happening around you mm-hmm. and adapting quickly. And that's very hard for a lot of people. For small businesses, they always say the small business is much more nimble than the big corporation. But frankly, we're so busy when we're a small business, just keeping our heads above water, that right. being nimble when it comes to technology can, can really set us off course. So that's some of the pieces of, of awareness. But also, you need to be aware of what's happening around you in your community, and in the world. Because what we post on social media has such a reach and can have such an impact, and it blends in with other posts from other people, businesses, and the news. And I think one of the things we forget is you know, we, live in, we each live in our own vacuum. Right. And if we're not paying attention to what's happening around us and around the people we're trying to reach, a lot of our messages could really fall flat. So it's having just a general awareness and listening to what's being said in social media before you go out there and just simply automatically post your sales promotion. That may not work at that given moment. So I would also say beware of too much automation because you could have a misstep in social media by trying to simplify, streamline, and automate everything 
and not listen to what's actually going on in the world around you. I think you're absolutely right. And we could certainly talk about the whole political realm, but let's not go. Let's talk about what happened in Houston <laughs> with, the, with the floods and the hurricane and et cetera, and how people really stepped up with social media, right? They were able to, to provide assistance where it was needed. They were able to do things. But if you had automated putting together a promotion at the time that, that Hurricane Harvey hit, mm, that would not have been the right time to possibly come out with something that um, when people were really focused on how can we help what's going on in the middle of this disaster. Right, and that's a really good example of what happens. It, it is to find the appropriate way to bring your brand into that conversation. There is a natural disaster. People's lives are at stake. What can you say as a brand or not say as a brand in order to be appropriate at that time or be helpful and useful at that time? Because if you think back to all the reports about social media fails, it's often when a brand is tone deaf to what's going on or tries to capitalize on a disaster or a tragedy. Right. And in some sort of snarky or supposedly humorous way, and it is just falling flat or becomes a point of ridicule, Yep. Or anger. So just understanding that sometimes the best way to use social media as a company during an event like that is to not use it at all, unless you have some value to add or you can truly be useful and helpful. Exactly. And the other thing I think that happens is this is no longer you, you make a mistake and you put something in your local newspaper or TV or whatever. You put something on social media, like you said earlier, it gets magnified, it gets retweeted or reposted, and so a little tiny mistake lives with you a lot longer and gets a lot more coverage than anyone would have ever thought previously. And it gets taken out of context. Exactly. So that's the other, the other piece of it is that you may have done something – incorrectly, that was taken the wrong way, amplified, sent to people who have absolutely no idea who you are or what your intention is, and then they begin to add their issues to it, and suddenly you've been made out to be a horrible, horrible company for one tiny misstep. And so understanding that, but it's sort of like telephone that we used to play as yeah. kids. By the yep. time that message gets three or four people down the line, it's no longer even your message. It has nothing to do with you anymore. It has to do with all the other people who have added their stuff onto it. And so that is a big danger in getting out there and making those kinds of missteps without having a crisis communications plan just right. for social media. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, yeah, yeah, something goes wrong. You need a plan to help take care of some of these mistakes that turn into something bigger. You need to know how you're going to address that. Absolutely. So tell me some of the things. So we, we've been talking about what happens when it goes wrong, but obviously social media goes right most of the time, at least we hope. But what are some <laughs> of the key things that as marketers we should keep in mind when we're engaging in these these efforts and these campaigns to you know, to make sure that things are going correctly and that we're leveraging our, our brand and our efforts as best as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Well, social media needs to be thought of as both a gateway into relationships 
with your prospects and customers. And the platforms where you actually build and cultivate, grow and nurture those relationships. And it's, it's really about how you respond and communicate far more than what you publish. So if you stop, if you stop thinking about content, 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 and really think about dialogue, dialogue, yep. dialogue. What are the conversations that you're having? Not what am I publishing today, tomorrow, and the next day? So that, I think, is an interesting way of looking at social media today. So, so we went from the importance of one-to-one marketing, if you remember the whole one-to-one marketing right, right. and to one-to-many. So when social media first came out, we were broadcasting because that's all we knew. We knew television. We knew radio. Suddenly, here's the Internet. Well, let's just broadcast. So it became one-to-many. And then as more and more people adopted it, it went to many-to-many. So the peer-to-peer, to, the peer-to-peer conversations, many-to-many. Right. We're coming back full circle now. We're back to one-to-one marketing. It's, it's back to the age of the person walking up the, to the doorstep and knocking on the door and, and, and having that conversation, that sales conversation. Because think about it. We've got Facebook Messenger now, and Facebook is really pushing that pages start using Messenger instead of the email inbox mm-hmm. to dialogue with customers. There's WhatsApp and all the other messaging apps right. that are out there. There's direct messaging on Snapchat, Instagram, yep. Twitter. That is that one-to-one marketing. And, and that's really tough for marketers because if you think about it, for any company, how is that scalable? How, how do we respond individually? We were so excited that we could reach so many people with our single message, and yet people are ignoring those broadcast-type messages and they're really looking to engage directly. So we all need to be thinking social media customer service, less content publishing, more customer service. I think you're absolutely right. And the other thing that's happened is expectations are different. So if I have a problem, mm-hmm. say, with my cable, and I send a message, whether it's a tweet or I respond on Facebook or whatever, to Comcast, I expect someone to get back to me. And that's not the way it used to be, right? So I expect that, here, hey, I have a problem, and I want you to come back and say, okay, we heard you, and here's here's what you should do next. So if you're not listening and engaging and you're just putting content out there, you know, just just a one-way kind of flow of information, you're missing, Mm -hmm. not only are you missing the opportunity to have the dialogue, you're missing me when I knock on your door and say, hey, something's not right, help me. That's it. And you, you said a key word. People want to be heard. Yep. This is a great thing to keep in mind to avoid a crisis communication, for example, that if you are listening and you hear someone talk about your product or your service and they say something negative, don't back away. That is your moment to shine. And that is your moment to first and foremost just say, we hear you. Can we get in touch with you directly to make this right? Just simply, we hear you, is like the golden ticket to, dis- to diffusing some of that negativity because people just want to be recognized. And I'm guilty of this as a consumer myself. Here on the one side, I'm a marketer, and I'm consulting companies to tell them how to deal with this. And on the other side, I am also a consumer. And when I say, you know, my flight is delayed, I can't believe this is happening, 
just an email or tweet message or something from that airline saying, we hear we you, you and we apologize. Oh, my gosh, I feel already so much better. <laughs> exactly. And so, it's not that I want you to fix yeah. it because sometimes you can't. But uh, right. but I want you to hear. I want to acknowledge that you heard me, and I'm not kind of talking into the wind. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So, exactly. given all of this, as marketers, how do we measure our success? Because there's so much going on. Uh, one of the things I, I've seen in the beginning, we measured it by number of uh, quantity, number of tweets, number of followers, number of posts. But that's just throwing things into into the stream of things and just making more noise that we have to get heard about. So what are your recommendations? Mm-hmm. How do we find some good metrics to really measure that we've actually accomplished something with our social media marketing? Well, a lot of people talk about reach. How much are you reaching? You know, your post, your reach for your Facebook post, for example. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the metrics we get say reach. But reach really is not as valuable as contact and transactions. Yep. So re- reach is kind of like that nebulous impressions mm-hmm. uh, or, or circulation. <laughs> right, where, right. Where the circulation really isn't exactly how many people have subscribed to that magazine, but also a multiplier of how many people might have seen that magazine if it happened to be laying around as well. <laughs> right. It was always this theoretical number that you could never find where it came from. Yep. Yeah, so reach is a glimpse. It's a glance. It is fleeting. There's no permanency there. And then likes is another metric that people like to use. But that's only a surface number. So what you're looking for are the comments that Mm -hmm. open up greater dialogue and connection, the shares that amplify your brand and reach to other people who might be interested, not because of you, but because of the person who shared it. And then the messages that come in, those direct messages straight straight to you or the direct contact of some kind because it is so essential that you have direct contact. Absolutely. You know, so, yep. social media is not direct con- is is not direct contact. Social media is nothing at all uh, about directness until they do those direct messages. Going through a stream that is not going to be valuable to you. And then the other measurement, which I think a lot of people forget, the transformation. Did you turn a negative into a positive? How did you do that? How can you replicate that? How can you scale that? So whenever you have that unhappy customer and you've turned them into a happy one, that is far more valuable because they're not just a happy one. They end up being an ambassador. They end up going out there and saying, oh, my gosh, they fixed it. My telecom company fixed the problem. They heard me. They responded on social media. And then they actually did something. So that transformation has true value, and that's, I think, something that people forget to measure is how many turnarounds and transformations did you make happen. Absolutely, and, you know, that's so important because that's really where, where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. It's what did we do different? We had a lot of people liked us. Maybe somebody contacted us. Maybe we had a dialogue or they shared it. But in the end, what did they do? Did they do something? Mm-hmm. Did we turn a negative? Did we get somebody to, to repurchase? Did we get a, get a new customer because someone shared this and now someone else wants to try the product as well? So it's, mm-hmm. it's something we don't always think about related to social media, but I think it's absolutely important. So, 
Great. This is so fantastic. We've been chatting with um, with Elisa Sherman, who is the author of a number of books about social media engagement and has been a pioneer in, in helping brands connect with women online. Um, Elisa, if people wanted to find out more about you, where would they go? Well, you could start at my website, elizasherman.com, which is A-L-I-Z-A Sherman.com. I'm also pretty active on Twitter, so you could always reach me there at Eliza Sherman. And really, I'm, I'm on just about every social network, whichever one's your favorite. You'll probably find me there as well, at Eliza Sherman. Great. That's wonderful. Any last words of advice if there's one thing that you'd want our, our listeners to take with them that they should do today to make their social media marketing more effective? Yes. If if you remember one thing and one thing only, it's that there are humans on the other side of the technology and screens. We, can't, we tend to think of what's on our side, and it's the, the computer in front of us or our right. smartphone in our hands, but we have to remember it's really about connecting with people, and it can be very powerful, but if you forget you're connecting with people, you'll, you'll miss it. You'll just fall flat. That's important to know. There's always a person on the other side, and they're expecting to connect with us. Thank you, Elisa. This has been wonderful. It's been great to have you here. Thank you very much. This was great, too. I I enjoy this a lot. This is Linda Popke. Until next time, thank you for listening to Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage 2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.